0: Hello, everyone. Welcome back to the Aligned and Well podcast. It's Shawnee here, your host. I am so pumped about this next interview that I have for you guys. Um, It is coming at a perfect time. So um, when this when this episode is being released, it's the Tuesday before Thanksgiving. And um, this this episode, this interview is all about gratitude and leading with gratitude, especially in the healthcare setting. So I'm going to be interviewing um, an entrepreneur, a keynote speaker, a health coach. His name is Scott Colby, and he is all about helping organizations and hospitals and healthcare facilities infuse gratitude into their into their work, into their workplace, and. It's something that's really, really needed. And I loved having this conversation with him. We talked a lot about, um, you know, how to implement a gratitude practice and some of the amazing work that he's doing in the healthcare setting. And um, we even talk about some of the like adventure gratitude trips he has taken people on and that he incorporates into his business. So, uh, super, super excited for you to hear his story and to hear his message. And I hope you guys get a lot of value out of this interview. So let's dive right in. Hi, friends. My name is Sean Arsenault, but you can call me Shawnee. I'm a board certified nurse coach and holistic healer. And I want to help you transform your life in a way that feels in total alignment with your heart and who you truly are. Each week, I'll be sharing with you my tips on how to become more empowered in your own wellness journey and create a vibrant, fulfilling life that reflects your values and your truth. You'll hear insightful interviews on different life and wellness topics, and stories from myself and other beautiful souls who share my mission of spreading love and light in this sometimes dark world. My hope for this podcast is that you will walk away feeling inspired and more aligned in your purpose. This is your permission to get curious and lean into your intuition as we all learn and grow together. Welcome to the Aligned and Well podcast. All right, Scott, I am so excited to have you on my podcast. Thank you so much for being here.
1: Thanks for having me, Sean. I'm uh, happy to speak about one of my favorite topics.
0: Yes, one of my favorite topics as well. I love, so for those of you listening, we're gonna be talking a lot about gratitude today. And I, I had the fortune of you know, running into you, Scott, and hearing about the wonderful work that you do. So before we dive into questions and things like that, can you just give my listeners a little introduction of yourself, what kind of work that you do, and, and just a little bit about you?
1: Yeah, absolutely. Thank you for, uh, again, for this opportunity. Um, so kind of like the work that I do, it it can get long if I try to explain everything. <laughs> as entrepreneurs, you know, sometimes we have multiple passions and, and yes. things that bring us joy. Um, so a couple of things that I'm currently doing, uh, one is as a speaker. So I've just recently, over the last few years, have been given the opportunity to speak um, at conferences and to workplaces on what it means to lead with gratitude. And uh, that's become an important topic, uh, especially in this day and age of COVID and just Mm -hmm. really um, thinking about what can make a, a team happy, what can make them feel heard and valued at work. And it's, something that is much needed out there, but I don't think it's a topic that's talked a lot about. Mm -hmm. Um, So that's one thing I do is I I do go into the workplaces and at conferences and speak to what it means to to lead with gratitude. I'm also a health coach. And so I do virtual health coaching and uh, helping people feel and look better. Mm -hmm. And then one of my favorite things that I do um, is I put on experiences. So over the past decade or so, I've put on uh, adventure experiences for people. Uh, Currently, now I do what I call gratitude hikes, where I take either companies or families and we go out unplugged in nature. And we just have a a half a day of enjoying the beauty around us. Um, Mm. And then some of my adventure trips, we've actually done things where we've gotten out of our comfort zone and we might might have hiked to the top of a mountain, or we zip line, or we rappel down a waterfall. And I find that when you get out of your comfort zone, that can really change your life. Not yeah. only in that instance to see, hey, like now that I know I can do this, yeah, uh, I've expanded my mind into what's possible in my personal life, or my work life, or my relationships. And that's really fun for me to to see people have a transformation due to doing a thing that's uh, physically challenging for them. So all those things I currently uh, do now, uh, it's been a great journey, which I know we're probably going to get into how I got to this point, but uh yeah. just the bottom line, helping people, right? Helping people right. To live better lives.
0: Oh sure. my gosh. I I love everything that you shared just now because one, like earlier you said, with leading with gratitude helping organizations kind of like change the workplace and lead with gratitude and that's something that i think a lot of a lot of people take for granted you know gratitude can seem like something so small and something like you know that that doesn't really have a huge impact but if you're practicing it every day and if you're infusing it into your life it really can have a huge impact in not only your personal life but in the workplace in there's just such a bigger picture here when we're talking about leading with gratitude. And I love that. Um, and your, your adventure thing, we're going to talk a little bit later about your adventure (laughs) stuff because that's so, that's so awesome. I just, I want to hear more about that, but, um, can you, can you start by giving us a little background on like, what inspired you into getting into helping people in this way and, um, working with hospitals, doing these adventure trips? Like what was the story behind all that?
1: Sure. Um, there's a couple different stories there, but I'm going to start with uh, working with hospitals and, and uh, teaching about appreciation in the workplace. Yeah. So for that, back when I uh, was in the workforce and didn't have my own business, I started right out of grad school by working for a sports medicine institution. Mm-hmm. And it was funny. It was just a research internship. So I, I, I was on the research side of things. I was there for nine months. And one of the most memorable moments for me, kind of in a negative way, unfortunately, was Mm -hmm. getting that first 90-day review um, and walking into my supervisor's office, shutting the door, uh, sitting down at his desk with him across from me, and with him proceeding to really just go over the things that I was doing wrong, (laughs) the things that weren't optimal. And instead of showing me like, hey, we're glad to have you here you're a joy to work with. Here's some good points. And here's some things that you can improve on. It was all negative, And it left me, as I left his office, I kind of felt like, Hey, is this what the workforce is like? I literally asked that question. I'm like, I don't think I can go 40 plus years with something like this. Yeah. At that point, I didn't know it was kind of widespread that a lot of people don't feel appreciated at work until many years later. Um, Fast forward uh, a few years after that, and I worked at a hospital doing research, a children's hospital in Dallas. And again, kind of had that same feeling where like I enjoyed the work that I was doing, but I didn't enjoy some of the interactions with my team and my supervisors because it never felt like I was appreciated. And it goes deeper than just being recognized for a job well done. It goes into actually appreciating the employees uh, as human beings uh, for what yeah. they can bring to the table based around their personality, their characteristics, things like that. Yeah. Um, then fast forward to that, uh, it was 2014 that I took a trip to Guatemala that completely changed my life. Uh, I went there to build schools out of plastic bottles filled with trash. It was a uh, an organization called Hug It Forward. They they uh, facilitate building bottle schools pretty unique to build a school, to build schools out of plastic bottles. But what I, early on in that volunteer experience, I'll never forget this. We were taking a bus ride, all the volunteers were taking a bus ride to where we were going to be helping to build the school. And as I looked out the window, as a bus pulled up to the school site, I saw what appeared to be the entire community waiting to greet us. And they had formed two lines starting from where we were getting off on the bus. And as myself and all the other volunteers stepped off the bus, the community was there hugging us, giving Mm -hmm. us high fives, playing music, waving the American flag. And we were walking in between these two lines of people, almost like we were walking down the red carpet. That's how important I felt. And I started to think like, why am I feeling so loved and important here in a developing country where i don't know anybody and i don't feel that way in my own community or workplace.
0: Yeah. Um
1: so that was eye opening for me and then the other eye opening thing about my trip to Guatemala was learning how little they have, like very little clean water, not much food, no cell phones or internet, but they were seemingly grateful for mm-hmm. what they did have and it really led me to put things in perspective in my life. Like gosh, i take a lot for granted. I actually have it good, even though I complain a lot. Um, And so that got me a little bit of a shift in my attitude and and how I approach things. And then in terms of actually helping hospitals and how I got interested in that, it was kind of by accident. Um, Two years after my trip to Guatemala, I decided I love the topic of gratitude, Mm -hmm. how, and when I love something, I try to build a business around it. (laughs) (laughs) It's kind of my nature. That's why I build a business around adventures because I I love adventure. I was like, how can I actually help people and build a business around gratitude? So we launched a brand called Say It With Gratitude. And it literally just started with thank you cards. Um, I decided it would be cool to have kids in Guatemala design the artwork for my cards. And then I could sell the cards Wow. And they give a portion back to the organizations that build schools in Guatemala. Mm-hmm. Um, fast forward from that. And I started to notice that some businesses started to buy my thank you cards. And I, I love that because as a business owner, I was always big on a really appreciating customers and clients and showing them love. Yeah, And that can be a differentiator for a business. Well, yeah. in 2019, Somebody that that I that had gone through my health coaching, yeah. um, she works for the Wisconsin Healthcare Association and said, "We are needing somebody to inspire us. Um, your message of gratitude can really be one that." would lift our spirits. And this was before COVID.
0: Yeah. I was just about to say 2019 is like right before yeah. everything started to happen. So yeah.
1: And, and with, in her state, Wisconsin, um, and sure, certainly in other states, even pre COVID, they were suffering through a workforce crisis. Yeah. Yeah. Where they were getting, um, and and this was like long-term healthcare, uh, long-term facilities, nursing homes, uh, rehab centers and things like that. She's like, there's a workforce shortage. Uh, People aren't happy. Um, People aren't even applying for these jobs anymore. Mm -hmm. Can you comment in?" Talk about gratitude in the workplace and what that means, and I said certainly I would be happy to. Mm-hmm. So I went in 2019. I spoke at their spring conference to the Wisconsin Healthcare Association and the Wisconsin Center for Assisted Living, mm-hmm. and I just the the um, the response was very positive to my message. Yeah, and I thought you know this kind of feels good to me because I've worked not in, not as like a nurse or right. uh, as a rehab specialist or, um, as a doctor, but I, as a researcher, I have worked in a hospital setting mm-hmm. and I said, like, this makes sense. It, it seems to me healthcare workers are underappreciated. Um, I want to kind of dive in mm-hmm. deeper into this population, the, um, uh, Idaho, uh, healthcare association in conjunction with uh, Washington, brought Mm -hmm. me in for their conference later on that year. Again, a lot of overwhelming response uh, in a positive direction. And that just made me want to kind of help this this audience even further. So I did more research into the crisis that the healthcare workforce was having and then COVID hit. <laughs> uh, <and> yeah, <laughs> then there was more need for it. Um, so that's uh, kind of a long story about how I got into working with the healthcare workers and helping them with gratitude in the workplace.
0: Yeah. Wow. Such an inspiring story, and there's a lot to like unpack. There, you're you're so right. It is much needed in the workplace. And before we kind of get into like you know. What you offer to hospitals and how exactly you help them infuse gratitude into their, into their organization, into their business. How, how do you find like, you know, that was a beautiful story about you in Guatemala and, um, just being able to identify like what gratitude can actually do for a community and for a person. You know, you have this place that, you know, as a developing country, they don't have much, but yet they are, more grateful for what they have. And, you know, seemingly, they don't complain as much. And it's, it's really interesting to kind of see the the contrast between like our, our world here, our society here, and places like that. And so how did that experience kind of help you practice more gratitude within your own life? And like, what does your gratitude practice look like on a day to day basis?
1: Yeah, great questions. Um, And that trip really changed the trajectory of my personal life and my professional life. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's funny cause I love the name of this podcast aligned and well. And I yeah. feel like back in 2014, I was looking for more fulfillment in my life, yeah. which is why I decided to take a volunteer journey, uh, if you will, to another country to, to find some more joy in my life and more mm-hmm. fulfillment. So just wanted to kind of point that out. That was uh, yeah. one way that I, uh, <laughs> decided to live in more alignment. Um, Mm -hmm. but yeah, so, um, yeah, just, it was amazing experience, the community there. And I I think the two words that I take away from that experience are gratitude and community. Mm -hmm. Um, it feels like they really had a close knit community in that when we got off the bus, the people that were there to greet us were the community. Mm -hmm. They were parents, the kids Uh, babies, (laughs) Um, grandparents all there to greet us. And they actually helped us build the school. So Mm -hmm. I was just there for a week um, with a very small hand in doing the the actual labor. Uh, But most of the school build is done by the community because Hug It Forward wants a community to be really Taking ownership in this project. Mm -hmm. Um, So it was great to to see what it looks like to have a community come out and do something uh, for the common good, Uh, being in alignment with uh, a singular goal. And that was Mm -hmm. building the school. When I came back, I would say my personal gratitude practice didn't start right away. I mean, I already knew what gratitude was, but I wasn't really living in it. Mm -hmm. Uh, What it did Uh, helped me become more aware of personally though was how much complaining there is out in the world not just myself but with you know the people that are surrounding me either in person or on social media Mm -hmm. and so I got really more hypersensitive to like gosh social media is like mostly complaining yeah (laughs) or um or gosh like there's a lot of complaining you know if I'm just chatting with people um and me included. I was I was not saying I wasn't part of that. The other thing w- is connection. Um, so I started to become aware of like, gosh, when we're in an elevator, uh, everybody's looking on their phone. Mm-hmm. Or if you're passing somebody on the sidewalk, uh, it's hard to make eye contact with people and smile when people are looking down, uh, yeah. either at their phone or just looking at on at the sidewalk. So I kind of feel like um, connection and gratitude. Mm -hmm. Uh, play a somewhat similar role in that uh, um, even though technology can connect us more, our deeper human connections, I feel, are more lacking. Yeah. So what I started to do was implement uh, some gratitude practices in my own life. Mm -hmm. Um, and there are a number of different ways to practice gratitude. So one of the most common ways, uh, and the way I started was just keeping a daily journal Mm -hmm. of what I'm grateful for in my life. Mm -hmm. Um, I quickly found out that I'm not good at journaling consistently. (laughs) Um, so it might be funny, like, Hey, I'm kind of this gratitude guy, but I I don't consistently write in a gratitude journal.
0: Mm-hmm. What
1: I what I have found that works for me is doing different different gratitude related uh, practices and yeah. really choosing the one in the moment that I feel like that I feel like doing. <laughs> to be yeah, honest, for sure. Um, so it might be it might be journaling. I'll do that for a few days. It might be writing handwritten notes to people mm-hmm. in my life that I want to express appreciation to. And mailing them off. I love handwritten notes because then the person that receives the card also benefits, and mm-hmm. they get to read your appreciation. Mm-hmm. Uh, but gratitude could be other things. It could be simply um, uh, smiling at somebody, connecting, eye contact, mm-hmm. giving somebody a compliment. It doesn't have to be this whole elaborate thing. Yeah. Um, it could be for me. I like to um, go out in nature and take what I call gratitude walks, gratitude hikes. Yeah. And just being unplugged and appreciating my surroundings. And it gets me to get away from the news and work and just enjoy being present.
0: Yeah. So I
1: think being present is a form of gratitude as well. Shooting a video um, and sending it to a person, 30-second video of what you like about a person and send it off. That could yeah. be a gratitude practice. So lots of different ways to, to start a gratitude practice. For me, again, it's what do I feel like doing in the moment, and then being consistent with it. um, Mm -hmm. I think is important too, so you actually feel the the benefits of it.
0: Yeah, yeah, I love all of that. Like, I I love that you touched on the fact that there's no right way to do it because you know there's there's a lot of like self help, self improvement. You know, the the whole um, like growth mindset. All of that is out into in the, in the universe into social media. And it's kind of become like a redundant thing. Like people say like, write write 10 things you're grateful for every day. And that's the way to practice gratitude. And it's not even so much about like the actions it's about the, like the experience, the intention, the appreciation for the human experience. And so I love that you kind of infuse all of these different ways to practice gratitude into your daily life, rather than just having this one thing um, cause sometimes, you know, you can easily write down on a piece of paper, like I'm grateful for my family. I'm grateful for, you know, um, my health and things like that, but it's gotta be like, I feel like in order to practice gratitude in a deeper way, you have to really like tap into what it is that you are truly grateful for that day and something that you actually feel a connection to, um, Cause I mean, every day I'm grateful for my family, but if it's not like, you know, if I, am writing that down on a piece of paper and every single day, it, it's not, it kind of loses its, um, it kind of loses the, its weight, if you know what I mean. I don't know if I'm saying that right, but yeah, but I, yeah. I
1: was going to say, I, I love what you say. Cause it's something that is something that I, that I talk about in my presentations is, um, Exactly what you said, You it, surface level gratitude, where you're yeah. just writing down like family health dog. And right. then the <laughs> next, next day you're writing like job, you know, uh, my breakfast this morning and my friends, um, mm-hmm. you don't really actually feel it. So you probably won't get the full benefits of gratitude if you do it like that. Now, that is a good place to start, you know, yeah. if you don't practice any gratitude but I love what you said. Um, take it a little bit deeper. So what I teach people is to actually uh, two, two ways to take it deeper. One is to not only write down what you're grateful for, but why.
0: why? So, yeah. live, mm-hmm.
1: so write down the reasons why if you're grateful for a spouse, write down the characteristics about your spouse that you love. Yeah. Um, and then the other, which can be powerful is imagine you didn't have that thing or that person in your life. Mm-hmm. What would your life look like? What would it be missing?
0: Ooh, um, yeah.
1: and then you like, oh my gosh, my life wouldn't be nearly as rich without this person or this thing that I have. And I, and that, that can just take it into a, a deeper level, yeah. um, for sure. And then I would also release the need to be perfect. Uh, yep. <laughs> perfectionism can be, uh, tough to let go for many of us. Um, but the moment you kind of start becoming stressed out about it, like, gosh, I, I didn't do my gratitude today and Mm -hmm. you, and you become stressed. Like I blew it. Um, Mm -hmm. that kind of defeats the purpose of it.
0: (laughs) Um,
1: so release the need to be perfect. Find what resonates with you and then take it a little bit deeper by asking yourself why.
0: Yeah. I love that. Those are really great prompts to kind of get people to, um, to dig a little bit deeper and, and really understand like the, the, powerful practice of gratitude rather than just, you know, gratitude being saying thank you or, you know, just kind of surface level appreciation, right? Mm-hmm. I, I'd i love to hear more about the gratitude workshop that you do with hospitals or just the work in general. Like, how do you introduce this message of leading with gratitude? And what are like the practical things that you implement in these organizations?
1: Sure. Yeah, great question. So, <clears throat> You know, with my workshop that I do with organizations, um, I I mentioned earlier that I think gratitude and connection go hand in hand. Mm -hmm. Um, And in in fact, I've changed my uh, keynote a little bit to include that uh, because not only are people feeling underappreciated at work, there's a lot of people that are lonely at work, Um, Mm -hmm. even if they're working in an in-person setting, not remotely, but remotely has taken it to a new level. Uh, people are feeling disconnected, disengaged at work and underappreciated. Mm-hmm. So I like to do work that kind of bridges both of those gaps. And so a lot of what I do with hospitals and other organizations uh, deal with connection. Yeah. And just, um, and the way we do that is a lot of it is just by um, asking different questions. Types of questions and having people share in small groups. Uh, I know a lot of people can be intimidated by a large group. So whether I'm working remotely, we might go into like a breakout room if we're using zoom, or if I'm working in person, we might get into small groups, but essentially uh, a lot of it is asking questions and giving the, the audience, the people that are going through the experience permission uh, to share freely, uh, to make them feel safe in an environment where they can be vulnerable.
0: Mm-hmm. So, one
1: of the questions that I like to ask, again, maybe in small groups of even just like one other person, so partnering up,
0: mm-hmm.
1: is uh, is this question: um, What is one word that describes how you're feeling right now? Mm-hmm. Um, and somebody may say, you know, uh, joyful, but a lot of people may say like, I'm stressed, mm-hmm. I'm overwhelmed. Uh, I'm anxious. Uh, So that's just a way to really give somebody permission to explain how they're feeling in Mm -hmm. the moment. Then we take it a deep, uh, a little bit deeper, which is what we talked a little bit about. And I have them uh, ask each other why they chose that word. So if you're feeling overwhelmed or anxious, then your partner gets to ask you, why did you choose that word? Um, and the person has permission now to explain, maybe it's something at work that they're overwhelmed with. If that's a word overwhelmed, maybe it's something at home that they're overwhelmed with something, um, in their kid's school that they're overwhelmed with, but then they can just start sharing personally Mm -hmm. what is going on in their heart and why they're feeling that way. Mm-hmm. When you can open up the doors into conversations like this, mm-hmm. the, the participants feel heard. Um, they feel yeah. like, okay, gosh, I finally was allowed to share why I'm feeling overwhelmed. Mm-hmm. That just felt really good to be able to share that. Yeah. Um, and so that is just a, a, a sample of how we, and I know that doesn't really feel like, well, how's that gratitude listening? just listening to somebody I believe is a form of gratitude. We often, um, we often have surface level conversations. How are you doing? Fine. How are you fine? And and that's it. But if you give somebody permission to share and then really listen Mm -hmm. and help somebody feel heard, Mm -hmm. that is a form of appreciation and gratitude. Yeah. So that's sometimes where we start with just something like that. Mm Um, We'll also talk about, there's a great book called The Five Languages of Appreciation in the Workplace. So there's The Five Love Languages that is super popular, um, a, a kind of a, not a companion, but a spinoff book is The Five Languages of Appreciation in the Workplace. Have you heard of that book, Sean?
0: I have not, but I am going to look it up after this okay. <laughs> because yeah. I, I've read The Love Languages. Yeah. And I think, um, yeah, that makes total sense. So yeah, go ahead.
1: So, yeah, so the five languages of appreciation workplace, two authors. One was uh, Garrett, Dr. Gary Chapman, who wrote the five love languages. And then his co author in the workplace edition one uh, was Dr. Paul White, who um, is a workplace expert. So, yeah. I've learned a lot from him. I was able to interview him and study from him. Awesome. And there are actually what I learned is we each have a unique way that we like to receive appreciation at work. Mm. Now, the the five languages of appreciation are the same languages as the five love languages for personal relationship, like words of affirmation, quality time, acts of service, things like that. Yeah. Uh, But we just apply them in a different way in the workplace. And so what I've learned from that book and through studying from Dr. Paul White is we each have a unique way, like we like to be appreciated, Um, and so it's important, no matter how big your organization is, Mm -hmm. is to learn how each of your team members like to receive appreciation and then show them appreciation in that language consistently. Wow. Now it's not something that can like change like that overnight, but applying it over time, um, and being consistent with it. And you're going to see some changes in, um, the workplace happiness, um, which can lead to more productive workplace and of course, less turnover and, and things like that. So yeah, really good, um, really good kind of takeaway is just to know that each of us respond differently, just like to everything, right? We respond yeah. differently to, to foods we eat and our mm-hmm. habits and our, and uh, what we feel after exercising um, yeah. so we will respond differently to a thank you, a verbal thank you, you know, if if I like words of affirmation and you like quality time, a verbal thank you, mm-hmm. and there's more meaningful ways to do it anyway, but that right. will resonate more with me than with you. So yeah. um, yeah, so we just so in my workshops and, and talks and things like that, those are just kind of two of the things we look at, asking questions, meaningful questions, and then learning about the five languages of appreciation.
0: Yeah, yeah. I love that. I, I didn't even like, I mean, it makes so much sense that there are, um, you know, with with the five love languages, there are ways that we as people like to give and receive love. And in the workplace, I think it can be translated so well as far as you know, there are certain things that we like to, like, for me, I love, I love words of affirmation. I love when people tell me, thank you and appreciate me. But like, you know, I know one of my coworkers, it doesn't really mean anything whenever she, whenever somebody tells her, thank you. But if you help her with something, if you do something for her or, you know, so it's, it's really interesting to see how, how that can translate into the workplace. And I love that idea of infusing that into, into hospital settings because it is like the hospital setting, the healthcare setting, it, these are places where i think appreciation for the staff is is very much lacking mm-hmm. because um you know especially with covid like there's just been such a high need and there hasn't been enough staff to fill all of these hospitals and, and assisted living facilities and clinics. And the, the shortage right now in healthcare is insane. And it's almost become, I think to me like very business oriented and not so much people oriented, not so much human oriented. Mm. And that was one of th- one of the things that really struck me about your message is like bringing humanity back into the workplace. Cause you know, yeah, it's, it's a business. It's a, it's a place of work, but we're also all just people. And there's, you know, there's a level of compassion that we all need to have for each other in these situations too. So, um, that is really cool. I love hearing about, um, about the work that you do with hospitals. It's definitely so, so needed.
1: Yeah. And Sean, I wanted to, um, uh, just add on to that with the words of affirmation piece. I know there are some, companies that have an employee recognition program, and there's a difference between recognition and appreciation that is important to differentiate. Um, Whereas a lot of times recognition is for a job well done, and Mm -hmm. you you might be recognized for that. Mm -hmm. Um, So first of all, the people that don't like words of affirmation aren't going to resonate with that as much. Mm -hmm. but also just kind of being recognized for your performance Mm -hmm. um, kind of still is lacking in the humanity. It's it's like you said, business versus the human side of thing. So even stronger would be to appreciate somebody for uh, their personality. Hey, you, you make us laugh in the workplace. You make my day more joyful Thank you so much. I'm so glad you're part of the team. So Mm -hmm. something like that versus like, hey, um, thank you for finishing XYZ project. Good job. That's not going to mean as much, even to those that do like words of affirmation. Right. So just wanted to uh, differentiate a little bit about that in that regard. And then also I know with healthcare workers, um, which I've talked to some people in the healthcare industry, same goes for teachers. I think teachers yes. are also underappreciated. Um, what I've been told, which is enlightening for me because I'm not specifically working at a hospital right now or, or schools uh, like as a, as a, an employee. And what I've heard is like, well, the last thing people need are just another thing on their plate. Like, Hey, go do self-care yeah. because there's not time. Right. Right. You know, like, like, Hey, you've been kind of, you know, just kind of stomped on for the last two years plus through COVID and even beyond that. And here, just do this and you're going to feel better. And I realize that that that's probably not going to be helpful, but yeah, what can be helpful and a good first place to start is kind of what I talked about when we first talked about how I help hospitals, just having conversations
0: yeah. Um,
1: and and hearing your t- your team members, um, mm-hmm. asking them questions, personal questions, and hearing them. And I think that you can start to rebuild trust the more you communicate, I think. Yeah. Um, I know there's probably been a lot of trust broken um mm-hmm. in the healthcare industry. So one way that I would suggest to rebuild that trust, and instead of just saying like, Hey, do self-care is, Mm -hmm. is to have open conversations, create that safe space, have open conversations and put the human into those conversations as well. And that might be a good first place to start.
0: Yeah. Oh, Mm -hmm. absolutely. Like, like giving appreciation for who they are versus what they do.
1: Mm -hmm. Yes, exactly. Yeah. Yeah. But you summed it up beautifully. Yeah, yeah, that's
0: that's like the, what came to my mind as you were talking about that is because like, you know, I recently have been kind of exploring this, this concept of like being versus doing. Mm-hmm. And, um, and that's one of the things that came up for me is, you know, in, in hospitals, we're so focused on doing and like what tasks need to be done and how people perform and things like that something to be really grateful for, for people who, who just show up to work and are themselves Mm -hmm. and, and help patients in the way that they do because they're, you know, they're compassionate people. So, um, yeah, so much good stuff here. I, I'm just really in awe of the the work that you've been doing in these organizations, these hospitals, like I said, it's so, so needed. Um, I want to switch gears a little bit here because I know we talked a lot about the work that you do in the healthcare setting, but, um, I want to hear a little bit more about your adventure work because it sounds so fun. And I I just want to like, I want to hear the story of how this came about. I, I know you're, you're really into fitness and, and, and the outdoors and things like that, but, um, yeah, how did you how did you come up with um bringing people on these adventure journeys and these these gratitude hikes and things like that?
1: Yeah, thanks for asking. Uh, this is another one of my passions. So Yeah. yeah like you mentioned, I I've, I've been in the fitness industry for years longer than I've been, you know, helping people with gratitude. Yeah. Um, and it was probably I think it was a conference that I went to like in 2008 or 2009, mm-hmm. a business conference where um, the speaker talked about like, hey, you, you know, you probably have people, he was speaking in general term, but you have you have audience members that would pay for experiences, like pay kind of like a high dollar uh, amount for experiences. And yeah. I was like, you know, I think that's true because back in 2007, I took my own adventure trip. I, I mm-hmm. took it with an outfitter. Yeah. and it was a week long adventure trip to the mountains of Colorado. Um, I was living in Dallas at the time and it just like, gosh, this was awesome. It was a a week long where I was doing whitewater rafting and mountain biking and and hiking and living in the Mm backcountry. So combined with my own personal experience of doing that Mm -hmm. with this conference speaker, I thought like, Hey, what could I offer to my audience who already likes fitness Mm -hmm. that would might take things to the next level for them and get me to basically uh, create something that I'm passionate about. So I thought, which is the outdoors. And so um, I did some research, thought about how could I do this? Um, In 2010, I actually moved to Denver, Colorado, which was the perfect place for me to live and launch this new venture. Um, So I did that. So 2010 in Estes Park, Colorado was my first, I called it a fitness adventure. So it combined fitness classes Mm
0: -hmm. with
1: adventure activities like whitewater rafting and hiking. So And we did it for like five days. It was a group of eight of us. We rented a vacation home, excuse me, a vacation home. And I remember a participant said like, this was completely life changing for her. Just it opened up her eyes. She didn't think she could do some of the hikes. It opened up her eyes to, to what was possible in her life. She actually, got out of a toxic relationship afterwards and Mm -hmm. found a new relationship. And I started thinking to myself, gosh, I can help other people besides just weight loss. It felt good. And this is, this is like real, like weight loss is important, you know, for longevity and health and things like that. But just, I got the taste of helping people find purpose in their life, get out of, you know, bad situations, things like that. And so, that's how things started. Um, they've evolved over the last several years. Um, I'll do them in different locations uh around the US, even Costa Rica. Um, I've now made them unplugged. Mm-hmm. So in the past, we would come back from whitewater rafting and everybody would be on their phones. I was like, hey, that doesn't yeah. feel right. So <laughs> so we don't use technology on the trips. And then in uh, 2018. I was like, let's bring gratitude into this. I had already Mm. started my brand state with gratitude. So I put together something called the gratitude trek, Mm -hmm. where we went to the Sierra mountains in California, and we did four days of through hiking on the Pacific Crest Trail. Mm -hmm. Um, And we, we stayed in tents and camped out, and we expressed gratitude every day, and we're unplugged. And I was like, gosh, this just kind of took things to the whole, a whole different level, just infusing gratitude in it. Now what I do, um, currently I don't do the longer trips quite as much, but I do these day hikes. I live right outside of the smoky Mountains, So I put on these gratitude hikes in the smokies for families or even workplace where teams can come together or families and just have a, a few hours of bonding, being unplugged, being out in nature. I find that those three things—if you're outside in nature, you're yeah. unplugged, and you're expressing gratitude—it's kind of the trifecta of oh, yeah, really just feeling good.
0: <laughs> yeah, it sounds like like even just hearing about it makes me like like feel all of the the serotonin and
1: <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> so um, one thing I would like to do more of is to actually get teams out there like hey let's bring your team get get away from the workplace because there's something different like we can ask questions like why you're like why are you overwhelmed and listen in a conference room at a workplace but it goes right. even deeper if you're sitting outside in front of a waterfall. <laughs> yeah.
0: Say. Yeah, it doesn't quite land in a in a yeah. conference room.
1: <laughs> right. Yeah, exactly. So I think if a workplace or really any group, I would love to actually work with college students as well or and yeah. kids um cuz I know there it's tough to be in school now. Mm-hmm. Um a lot of anxiety and loneliness, so
0: Yeah. whole
1: variety of populations that this could be beneficial for even, you know, healthcare workers. Yeah. Um, so it gives me joy. And again, just doing something that I love to do and creating a business around it.
0: Mm-hmm. To me,
1: that's the ultimate kind of way to be an entrepreneur.
0: Yeah. That's the dream really. Like <laughs> when people think about being an entrepreneur, I remember whenever I first like kind of, started in entrepreneurship, I I had this idea of it being so like just business oriented and it being all about like working super hard and grinding. And, and, and I quickly realized that there's a different way to do it. And you can Mm -hmm. infuse all of your passions into one and basically like, you know, just live a life that's one in service to others, but also really fulfills you. And Mm -hmm. yeah, that's kind of what, you know, just like the overarching theme of this episode here is, um, you know, finding gratitude in every aspect of your life, professional, personal, um, you know, in your health, in your relationships, all kinds of stuff. So I love hearing about the the adventure stuff. I think that um, I, I haven't seen anybody else doing that. So um, I think that's really, really cool. And how you infuse gratitude into it is just it's so beautiful. I love the work that you do.
1: Yeah, well, thank you. And, and one thing that I, uh, an adventure like that can, uh, of course, help a workplace, but it also can help on a personal level. So, mm-hmm.
0: yeah, imagine
1: I've taken um, I've taken couples out on uh, to the mountaintops of Colorado, yeah, and just and just doing a hike, for example, that they didn't think that they could do.
0: Mm-hmm. And
1: again, it just opens up the mind of like, gosh, yeah. I conquered this. So now I can go do this. I can write a book, or I can have more fulfillment in my marriage, or whatever the case may be. So, um, a really big fan of you doing something physically challenging. Um, it doesn't have to be that. These gratitude hikes I do—they're—they're they're easy, um, and that's just a more of a mindful thing. But you could also set it up where you're doing something physically daunting. You yeah. don't think you could do it? You overcome that. And that can propel you for other great things. So.
0: Yeah. Oh, So awesome. <laughs> yeah. I'm just like trying to take in a moment of gratitude here for being able to chat with you and um, and share this message and share the the wonderful work that you're doing, because you know we're the whenever this podcast is going to be released, it's going to be around thanks. It's around Thanksgiving, right? And so we're all mm. trying to to delve into that mindset of being thankful, being grateful for what we have. And I think this episode came at a perfect time. So um, I wanna thank you for spending your time with me today. And I also want to give you just some space here. Was there anything that you wanted to share? Was there anything on your heart that you want to um, to release out into this into this interview and to my listeners before we kind of round this out?
1: Yeah. A couple things. So I know this is going out around Thanksgiving and it's a good month to really feel gratitude. Mm -hmm. And I always feel it a little bit more in November, but I would encourage us to take that feeling Mm -hmm. and repeat it in December and then in January and continue to live. You know, people put a little bit more work into their gratitude in November. I would encourage us to do that all year round, kind yeah. of like when teacher appreciation week and nurse appreciation week comes around. I'm yeah. like, we need to do this all, all the year time. Round. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, exactly. So that, that's just one thought I had. Uh, I do have a resource that I, uh, is it okay if I yeah, share?
0: absolutely. Yeah, it's,
1: it's called the gratitude toolkit. It's just at gratitude, gratitude toolkit.com. Um, and that is just, uh, you'll get a few things. If you go to that page, it includes, um, uh, a digital copy of my book, The Grateful Entrepreneur, more information on the five languages of appreciation in the workplace, um, 120 questions to start conversations. It includes that as well. And 47 ways to start living in more personal gratitude. So gratitudetoolkit.com and you'll get all of that for sure.
0: So, so awesome. Yeah. So all of that is going to be linked in the show notes. Um, where can people find you?
1: Yeah. So let's see. Facebook is the platform I'm most, um, I guess, uh, present. <laughs> yeah. Um, and that's, you can just find me on my personal page, facebook.com forward slash Scott Colby. Awesome. Um, I have a fairly new YouTube channel called the grateful hiker. Um, awesome. so if you want to see, if you're into hiking, want to see how gratitude or gratitude hiking can potentially, transform your life, uh, find me on, uh, YouTube and you can go to the grateful and mm-hmm. it'll link you right over to my YouTube channel.
0: Amazing. Cool. Well, Scott, I like to end my episodes, my interviews with this one last question, um, because this is the aligned and well episode for you. What does it mean to be aligned and well? Yeah.
1: So Align line is a word that you might not hear that much. And when I was first thinking about a line and aligning, mm-hmm. I was thinking about a car. <laughs> you know, <laughs> when a when a car's, you know, you take your hands off the steering wheel. If it's not aligned, it's gonna go in one left or right. Yeah. And not in a straight line.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Um, so that was kind of just a random thought that I had. Yeah. But I really think also uh, being aligned can be really like living within your values. Yeah. So if you value kindness and that's a personal core value of yours, if you're in alignment with that, you're bringing kindness out into the world. Mm -hmm. If you're not in alignment with that, you're being unkind. Um, and when you're being unkind, I think we get feedback that can help us determine if we're in alignment or not. So if we're being unkind, we're probably going to feel bad and have those feelings. And so to get back into alignment, think about your values and whether you're living in those or not. Um, And then one final thing, the way I use that in coaching um, with health coaching, it's interesting. We always, we always are looking at like our sleep and our mood and our energy and our hunger and our cravings. And we use that as feedback. If those things are all looking good, we're in alignment health wise. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But something like if we watch the news before we sleep, um, yeah. and we have a bad time sleeping, then that's feedback that we can use to course correct. Okay. What did I do that caused me to feel out of alignment with my sleeping? Oh, mm-hmm. I watched the nude before bed. Let me course correct that. So, um, I think all that kind of is, um, can, uh, help you be more aligned just looking at how you feel, looking at your core values. Um, and when you are aligned, I think you are well.
0: <laughs> yes. Oh, beautiful answer. I love that. Thanks. <laughs> <laughs> um, oh, well, Scott, thank you so much for taking the time to interview with me today and to share about this amazing um, way to live life through gratitude. It's, it's been a really awesome conversation, and I hope people get a lot out of this.
1: Thank you, Sean. I really appreciate you having me. And uh, you're doing great work. You're giving people some hope. You're giving people some inspiration. So love what you're doing. And thank you for letting me share this with your audience.
0: Awesome. Such an amazing episode with Scott. I am so... Grateful that I was able to bring him on for this interview. Um, I really hope you guys got a lot out of this. There were so many amazing nuggets of wisdom and practical tips for practicing gratitude that he shared. And um, yeah, it was just an amazing conversation. Um, If you'd like to connect with Scott, I've put all of his info in the show notes, including a couple of the resources that we talked about in the episode. Um, So you can check out the show notes for all of his contact information. If you want to follow him on social media, see what he's up to. If you would like to connect with me or work with me in any way, I do offer a handful of free discovery sessions every month to individuals who are looking to live a more aligned life. Um, I also have a free community on Facebook focused on cultivating self-love, providing wellness support to each other, and creating a life that's aligned with your heart. And you know, every week, we always practice some kind of gratitude within that community. So I'd love to have you if you'd like to come hang out. For any nurse coaches listening to this, I'd love to invite you to my Nurse Coach Tech Mastery Membership. This membership is packed with video tutorials, worksheets, templates, live Q&A calls, and so much more, helping you navigate the world of technology in your nurse coaching practice. So if you are a nurse coach who needs help with all things tech, I got you. Um, I'd love to have you in the membership. The membership will be opening soon. You can check the website and the show notes um, for, the, um, for the next enrollment window. Um, I would love to hear your feedback on this interview, on this episode. If you are listening on a podcast platform where you can leave a review, I would greatly appreciate it. Um, I'd be so grateful. And if this episode resonated with you, make sure you subscribe to the podcast and take a screenshot of the episode. And don't forget to tag me on social media at nurse coach Sean. Thank you so much, guys. And as always, I'm here to serve and support you in the most powerful way I can have an awesome week. And I'll see you next time.